everyone. Welcome into another Friday edition of Top of the Key. I am Stefan. Guess who's here? Justin is back. It's me. I've hey returned yo. from your long absence. Thanks, Nick, for uh, covering my slack. Is that what you call that? You could call it that. Yeah, I started another new job and I went to Seattle. Sounds there like we go. you got a lot of excuses. I got a lot of excitement, <laughs> is what I've got. A lot of things going on in life, huh? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Not that much, but sucks not having a phone. Anyway, I'm yeah. not going to go on about it. Yeah, nobody cares about your problems. Jesus. Oh, but I'm here, though. I'm here. <laughs> We're back in action. This is Top of the Key. No one cares. We're on Riverwest Radio, <laughs> 104.1 FM Milwaukee. Mm. Uh, you can find us on riverwest.com or riverwestradio.com slash live or riverwestradio.com slash shows as well. Nice catch. Find our iTunes page. Thanks. Uh, Top of the Key podcast. It has all of our archive shows and podcasts Damn right. on there. Check that out. Give us some feedback. Give us a rating. Subscribe. Whatnot. Shout out to Shout us. Shout out. Facebook.com. Try to contact podcast. Figure out a Twitter, way to get in contact with us. Sports, <laughs> at JustinWXRW. <laughs> Send us an email. Send us whatever. Yell at us. Whatever. Anyway. Just, yeah. We should make a Reddit, <laughs> subreddit for our a show. Tumblr or something. Or something. A Tumblr. <laughs> <laughs> People stopped using Tumblr. Did they? All right. I don't know anything about it. explicit pictures anymore. Oh, I mean, well, that's just out then. That was, <laughs> <laughs> that's that was out why for top everyone of the stopped key. using it. That's serious. Oh, you're right. Yeah. That's out for top of the key. That then. one LeBron pick. of. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we got a lot to uh, cover today. Uh, we did the trade deadline special last week, me and Nick did. We did the trades in order, which maybe wasn't the brightest idea since the last couple of trades were probably the most important and we didn't have a ton of time. So we're going to recap those right. a little bit. Uh, and it's actually important since Justin's a Bucks, Ooh, a Bucks guy. We'll recap the, the Miritich trade as well as the Gasol trade and how that affects the East. And then in addition, there's some stuff going on in the NFL. We saw um, a trade. Uh, there's an extension for Eric Reed, uh, Colin Kaepernick pay, uh, case, etc. So a lot of stuff is happening, and then the, and the NBA All Star break is upon us. The All Star weekend starts tonight. The celebrity game is tonight. Tomorrow's skill challenge, dunk challenge, ex- or dunk contest, three point contest, etc. And then Are Sunday's you excited the All Star game. Yeah, it's generally the only All Star experience that I in- enjoy and watch out of all of them. I don't watch baseball all-star game and i don't watch the pro bowl and i don't watch hockey enough to care about the nhl all-star game but i do like some of the hockey playoffs the nhl the playoffs. Ha- it feels a lot like the nba one the nhl one they actually started the thing with the captains like yeah, the best and the draft yeah the i draft, know yeah. And they, they they showed it and all that which i thought the nba made a mistake the first time they did it not televising not televising the the player draft yeah at least and this they did it smart this year they pre-recorded it yeah true which, you know, whatever. They yeah, Giannis, Giannis and LeBron went, went a little toe-to-toe. Uh, let's start our our show, I guess, right away then with <laughs> the NFL. Top of the key, baby. Yeah, let's start top of the key with the NFL quickly. We're going to go over just a couple things before we get into some more NBA stuff. Let's talk about the Colin Kaepernick collusion case. He and Eric Reed were suing the NFL for collusion. Both of them had not had jobs. Um, Eric Reed signed with the Panthers this year and actually signed an extension, like I said. But Colin Kaepernick has uh, he joined Colin Kaepernick in his suit against the owners in the NFL. And the NFL has now settled with Colin Kaepernick and Eric Reed to, um, for, for this. And as part of it, they did sign a confidentiality agreement. Uh, so none of the terms have been disclosed. But I'm surprised this didn't happen sooner. This is a huge PR loss and a huge loss for the NFL. Not only um, did... 
the NFL probably have to pay a ton of money out to Colin Kaepernick and Eric Reed. They probably had to pay more to keep the terms quiet. Um, that non-disclosure probably cost them a, a lot ton of, of extra money, money mm-hmm. exactly, because had Colin Kaepernick continued with this lawsuit, there were a lot of executives and people in the NFL and in power positions that were going to be deposed. A lot of emails, text messages, phone records, etc. were going to be leaked or going to, be, going to be used as evidence. And this basically is a de facto a guilty verdict from the NFL here saying that if that, that it's basically the, if these things were to be released, that would get out. The, the, the evidence of the collusion would get out. So the NFL is probably p- paying a premium to keep that from coming out. And in addition, they're probably paying Colin Kaepernick a, a premium considering he would have made some good money as a quarterback in the NFL. Likely even backup money is still between five and $10 million a year uh, for a good backup. So he could have still made a, a good amount of money. It upsets me. I still want to see all that stuff come out. I mean, now it probably won't with the NBD, but be nice if like WikiLeaks or someone would get a hold of it. Be like, check this out. Maybe Anonymous will hack them. <laughs> hey, Anonymous, we'll, we'll we'll advocate for that now. Anonymous, go hack um, NFL. the NFL and, and release the settlement documents for for the Kaepernick. I want to read all those. I actually don't want to read them. I just want to hear the highlights of like all that. It would be interesting as a, as a well. I mean, if you're thinking about going to law school, that would be a good place <laughs> to go through all those emails and Sports see all law, that. Baby. Find find some evidence of of collusion between them. But this, I mean, this clearly shows that people in the NFL were talking and discussing this and the NFL wanted this to go away. I mean, the NFL doesn't has deep enough the NFL has deep enough pockets where settling this case just to avoid more money in litigation wasn't really the reason for this. I think settling this case was strictly for not having that information come out. That's the only reason they settled this case because of it and any other resolution of the case that information would have been out. Yeah. And the so longer they had it to on. do this, yes, mm-hmm. exactly. So I think that's a big win for Kaepernick and a big win uh, for the NFL players. Um, but again, and it's a big loss for the NFL considering uh, that uh, they have to take this PR. But interestingly enough, this news comes out on a Friday before the NBA All Star break. It's like the perfect timing for the NFL. The news dump it on a weekend day, and then or right before the weekend, and then have everyone be paying attention to the NBA All Star. Well, we'll see. There's going to be a lot of political stuff at the All Star game this year because it's in Charlotte. So you're going to have a lot of, uh, you know, clashes of cultures down there. The Bible Belt, the little Bible Belt thumpers over there. I feel like they'll probably, you know, they'll they'll have a decent amount of um, what do you call it? I don't know. I don't know what you call political it. talk and stuff. Maybe. Like, but it would probably just be more like pageantry more than anything. That's usually what it is. I mean, most of those, especially in the NBA, those guys take very few hardline stances, even though those guys are paid the most and have that guaranteed money. I mean, yeah. when you're a guy that's got $150 million guaranteed sitting on your contract, like even without your endorsements and stuff, I mean, you can be a little bold and say some things and, and be outspoken. Whereas... Guys in the NFL like Colin Kaepernick or Eric Reed, I mean, these guys are playing on very little guaranteed money and their careers are much shorter. Guys are more interchangeable in the NFL, et cetera. So it's a little bit of a different w- platform. Oh, uh, totally, yeah. And, and the players are more anonymous. T- the NFL In the NFL, the fans are cheering for the logo, the helmet, the jersey, the city, the uniform. They're not necessarily always cheering for the player. Yeah. And in the NBA, you see a lot more 
cheering for the player as opposed to the team. Uh, there's a lot of people that are just like LeBron fans that wherever he goes, they're a fan of that team, et cetera. I mean, yeah. You see with Kobe people, there's even Kobe f- or like Lakers fans that are more loyal to Kobe than they are necessarily like to the Lakers where they're not cheering for LeBron James, even though he's on their team now, you know. Where they picked between like Shaq and Kobe back in the day. Exactly. I mean, like as a Warriors fan, I hold no resentment towards Kevin Durant joining the team. Well, yeah, it doesn't take anything away from Steph or like whatever. It's just more firepower. It just makes them that much more dominant. And it's exciting for me to just like know that they just own the league right now. And then Boogie, like I just I love it. I love it. Everyone else's stupidity just made them better. All right, let's let's circle back here <laughs> to the NFL. Uh, so like I said, we went over the the Kaepernick case. There'll probably be some more details that maybe leak out of this that we'll get into because this just happened today. Uh, the, the settlement just happened today. So we'll see if there's some more leaks. Maybe we can talk a little bit more about this next week. Uh, let's get into, um, I guess, Antonio Brown. Uh, he has requested a trade from the Pittsburgh Steelers. He has bid farewell to Pittsburgh. There has been a domestic violence accusation. There's been uh, this reckless driving situation where he did not show up to a court date. So there was a default judgment ruled against him. Not that that's that big of a deal in the grand scheme of things, but it's just one more thing that's piling on. on. Yeah, Yeah. that's piling on to this guy. He's going to be, he's 30 right now. He's going to be 31 entering uh, or during the season this year. And I got to say, uh he to me is the best receiver in football pretty much year in and year out uh, and ben big ben has not been the best quarterback the last few years uh, this guy's production has been you know for the last six or seven years been on par with basically jerry rice numbers uh, i mean 1500 1700 1800 1300 1500 1300 yards receiving uh the last wow, I didn't realize six he's years been that good and then 8 13 10 12 9 15 touchdowns every year. So That's I mean a big pickup for whoever he goes. And he's to. like I said still 31. He's still got a couple good years left in him. I don't think he'll get a the, the Steelers necessarily get a first round pick for him, but I think a second round pick maybe even plus, you know, a 6th or 7th or you know, maybe a, like 2 thirds or something like that would get the deal done. The Steelers still have Juju Smith-Schuster who has turned in basically to a number one wide receiver and he's much cheaper obviously than Antonio Brown uh, Juju Smith-Schuster this year at 111 catches for 1,426 uh, yards he had seven touchdowns I think that they're recognizing that they need to sort of change the way that they're playing I mean they had a lot of money built into Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown on the offense and they went with that killer bees thing but they just it didn't win them a title and I guess that's a Strange to lose two guys of that caliber, caliber. <laughs> man. Yeah, I mean, to think Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown could both be off this team next year, it's tough. I mean, I picked the Steelers to win or represent the AFC in the, in the Super Bowl at the beginning of the season. Obviously, that was with Le'Veon Bell, you know, playing, which he didn't. So and even sort of then, they, things. they still kind of had a shot. They did. Um, they sort of... They fizzled they out. Fell, they fizzled out down the stretch, and then Antonio Brown missed that last game, and he's sort of trying to make a point. Uh, about you know his stature with the team and and he was upset that the players on the team voted Juju Smith-Schuster MVP over him even though he still had again 1300 yards and 15 touchdowns I I think whoever gets him yeah you're getting a, a a number one clear wide out for at least a few more years the issue is the off the field stuff the issue is can it 
can he win? Can you win with him? The Steelers haven't won a Super Bowl with Antonio Brown, as good as he's been. Uh, so the idea is, can you pay a wide receiver that amount of money, and then can you win with a guy like Antonio Brown that would sounds like he's not happy if he if the team wins and he doesn't get his numbers. Yeah, you know, if he catches three passes for fifty yards, but the team wins, is he going to be happy about that or not happy? And that he has twelve catches for two hundred yards, but the team loses, is he okay with that? I I don't know, but there's going to be a lot of teams that are interested in him, and I think that he will obviously probably have to get dealt. Uh, but the Steelers, um, they don't capitulate to their players. They don't. They don't bow down to them. We see that with Le'Veon Bell. Don't we see negotiate that with some of the other guys. Yeah, they're they this their relationship might be might be fractured. It might be over. Yeah, I mean, if if Le'Veon was any indication, it doesn't seem like it's gonna get. You know, it might as well if you took the hard stance. Then you got to keep it up. Let's uh, shift to another maybe t- place where somebody wants to take a hard line stance with Kareem Hunt. Um, Kareem Hunt as many of you may remember was the running back for the Kansas City Chiefs he was released from the Kansas City Chiefs earlier uh, this past season he led the NFL in rushing his rookie year last year where he had 1300 plus yards eight touchdowns this year he had 824 yards and seven touchdowns in 11 games was running really well looks really strong and then that happened I mean part of the issue with the Chiefs was that he lied to them about the incident but we saw if you haven't, you should just see the video. But it was on video where um, he got in an altercation with another with a with a female, and he uh, they were arguing back and forth. And at one point, he shoved someone and it knocked into her, and she fell down. And then he went over and kind of tried to kick her. Um, and I think there's an interesting way to go about this. And I, the same thing happened with Joe, Joe Mixon when he was coming out of the draft in Oklahoma where he was on video as well and he punched a woman in a restaurant. And in both cases, the NFL, you know, it was framed in this sort of domestic violence framework. And I think that that is not an appropriate way to frame this. Not because there are different instances, not that one's, you know, they're not the same or or they're not uh, i'm not trying to compare the two necessarily but i'm just saying that the dynamics of a domestic violence relationship and a domestic violence is is usually rooted in in power and in different ways than just this sort of thing where this seems to be a moment where kareem hunt just sort of lost his temper in this way and this wasn't a person that he had a relationship with this isn't a recurring thing with him it doesn't seem to be you know, just alcohol was involved. And again, that's not an excuse. I'm right. frequently, frequently am a person that I don't care if you've been, been drinking or on drugs. Like, you chose to do those things. So now you're responsible for your behavior while you're intoxicated. But saying that, you know, we've all been drunk before and all done stupid things when we've been drunk. And again, not that it lo- not rises that to this level. And everybody's got a phone uh, on them. Yeah. And, and not to ri- that, that rises to this level. But I'm just saying that. Um, to characterize this in a domestic violence way, I think is is not correct. And so the baseline for the NFL suspension for domestic violence is that six game baseline. But is assault on a on a woman, which is essentially what this is, is that the same? Does that fall into that same framework as a domestic violence thing? I don't know. I'd have to read uh, the policy actually just to double check. It could fall under the personal conduct policy as a whole. But I think that that's a different policy than the domestic violence, um, domestic violence policy. But either way, I think that framing that in that way is is not necessarily correct. 
but he did sign with the with the Cleveland Browns where John Dorsey who was the GM of the Kansas City Chiefs at the time uh, that they drafted Kareem Hunt he is now the GM in Cleveland so he goes there he's this was kind of surprising to me since they had Nick Chubb and he played so well last year and they have Duke Johnson. Um, but He's what do you coming think? on pretty cheap. Yeah, they signed for only about a million dollars. He will be on the commissioner's exempt list um, while this investigation is going on, which is still happening. Um, and then once he's suspended, he will not receive that pay until he starts playing. Do you think this was too soon to pick this guy up or what do you think? I think... For the Browns, I mean, they really want to be competitive. They were just waiting for a year where they can actually... I mean, they just let Josh Gordon go, though. That's true. And then they brought him in. Yeah, it is kind of the same thing, huh? Uh, I mean, you can see some similarities there. It's just it's kind of a no... Like, from a business perspective, it's really a no-loss move for the Browns. You get him for barely anything, and he might not even have to play. You're just adding some more talent to your your, uh, running corps, but... It might be a bad look, but it's the Browns. I'm just going to give him a pass. Why am I so easy on the Browns always? I don't think it's even that. I think we've seen in football that it doesn't really matter generally what people have done, that as long as you produce on the field, fans will inevitably sort of forgive and forget. We've seen you know, Ray Lewis was accused of yeah. murder, and he's beloved in Baltimore, you know. Uh, granted, again, that's not the same as you know being convicted of something or whatever. Or who is that um, running back? But there's back been no Vikings? charges uh, against Kareem Hunt so far, or anything like that. That's true. Um, but I think this, you know, we've seen actually uh, Washington, the Washington football team, uh, picked up Reuben Foster when the San Francisco 49ers waived him after he was accused of domestic violence for the second time. Um, against his his girlfriend i don't know if they're still together but that was the second time he's been accused of uh, abusing her and he was released and the washington football team picked him up and there was a little bit of a blowback initially but again if people produce if the players produce on the field fans will never inevitably forget and they will cheer for them i mean even like with the adrian chiefs, peterson yeah even with the yeah wash he was on washington same thing um even with the chiefs uh, they drafted Tyreek Hill in the fifth round a few years ago. In college, he was dismissed from Oklahoma State because he pled guilty to um, punching and choking his pregnant girlfriend. Yeah. And so the Chiefs drafted him knowing that that he got excused in college for that. And now he's beloved in Kansas City. He's a pro bowler, and they love him. I mean, he's just do, you find, do you find Kansas City Chiefs fans that either won't root for the Chiefs because Tyreek Hill is on the team, like I don't see that happening. And so, if you can produce, and again, it's all leeway with talent in the NFL. Mm-hmm. If if this was the fiftieth guy on the roster, a guy was a backup running back or a third string linebacker or something, this guy'd be gone and probably out of the league. We see that actually frequently happen. Yeah, but like because Kareem Hunt is one of the best running backs in football, he's going to get additional chances, just like guys like Adrian Peterson, just like guys like Ray Lewis. Guys like Ruben Foster. If you, a have ton that, of examples, if you have that elite talent, someone's going to give you an opportunity. Even Josh Gordon, we've seen a uh, different circumstance, obviously, because he wasn't. It's not a violent, you know, domestic violence or, or a violent incident. He just had the drug test issues. But because he's so talented, the Patriots are willing to give up a draft pick and risk bringing him in, even though it didn't work out for him and he had to leave. They risked a draft pick to bring him in because he just had that amount of talent. And I think 
you're always going to say, and Kareem Hunt's 23, going to be 24 years old. I mean, he's, he's not 30. He's got a lot of good a, years. Yeah, he was in his second year. He's only played basically one and a half years. So there's a long career ahead of him. And I think someone was going to pick him up. You might, It might as well be you. I was a proponent that if the Raiders would have signed him, I'd be okay with that. He can help the team. And he's, as long as the rules stipulate in the NFL that he's eligible to play, why wouldn't you sign him? You knew he was going to go somewhere. You know, again, you might get it's a little bit race. of blowback from fans initially, but you're not, I, I don't, I don't know anyone that has ever decided to stop rooting for a team because they picked up a play, a certain player. Do you? Nah, I can't really think of a time because well, personally, like there'll be players I hate playing against, but if they come to my team, I love them like right away. That happens in baseball sometimes more than really any other sport. But just pick up a guy where like every year they beat us or something, or, like a. Bucks that's a killer. different situation. That's I'm not. I'm talking about like a personal, like off the field incident. Like this guy the back. Well, you know. I mean, I remember when we had Ruben Patterson on the Bucks, and that guy yeah. had so many issues. Like, like, what about you know? Again, not uh, not in the same way, but do you find people that now don't like Ray Allen because of you know some of the shady things he's done after his career? Like, probably not. You know, do we find? Um, I'm trying to think of other you know examples. I mean, you know, the Ray Lewis one was, I think, a, a big example. Like, even like we look back, oh, like Derek to, Fisher and Jake. yeah, stuff like that. Or even we look back, you know, um, there was. Um, a guy on ESPN, Jason Fitz, who is actually a Raiders fan. I usually like listening to what he has to say. And he used to be a, a country musician. He used to play like the violin in a band. And, you know, he was talking about how he thinks some of these guys shouldn't have the opportunity when they've done something like this, shouldn't have the opportunity to do something in this realm, like play in the NFL or be a famous Just musician. Forever. But if you were to go back and say, you can't listen to a musician who's done something either, you know, violent or inappropriate, you wouldn't be able to listen to James Brown. You wouldn't be able to listen to Michael Jackson. You wouldn't be able to listen to Ike and you know um, I can, I can Ike, Turner, t- yeah. Ike Turner. You wouldn't be able to listen to you know all of these people. And like, who knows? Who knows all the other th- crazy things that people have done? I mean, we've seen right. the acting community. You know, Kevin Spacey was accused of something, and now House of Cards is off, and he's kind of blim- blacklisted. He's doing me. weird YouTube videos. Yeah, and so <laughs> you know, there's this. Re- it's just tough. It's kind of a double standard for a lot of these industries. It is. There's there's only so much. And again, it's you try to separate yourself of saying, you know, oh, like I I like the whatever this person produces, whether it's a music, a movie, or whatever, versus what they are. I mean, think about like Mel Gibson. You know, a lot of people now, you know, he well, some of the stuff as he said, now, you know, somehow. like yeah, it sort of taints though some of the things that you've done in your past. Yeah. Um, but it's just one of those things where. Uh, where, where do you draw that line? Everyone is different, and what sort of crimes and what sort of jobs are you then allowed to have or do, or you know, when do you lose that privilege? And I think it's not really a matter of all that. People just always forget if you can, if you can do whatever it is that makes people like you, whether it is play football, mm-hmm. sing, act, play baseball, whatever it is, people will inevitably seemingly forget, unless you're like in prison for it. Unless you're people like forgave Bill Michael Cosby Vick. Or- Stand-up comedians, I feel like it's going to take a long time for them to get their careers going again. Like Louis C.K., like... Yeah, that might be an issue. Every time he does a show, it... I think part of that is, with a guy like him, though, too, is his... A lot of their acts are a little vulgar or whatever, and they sort of have to toe that line anyway. But now that you know he goes across that line, 
all those jokes aren't funny then. They're now they're creepy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, totally. So there's that line that you sort of have to toe with with some of the. But Bill Cosby again, like that's a you know that was irredeemable. I mean. Yeah, there's there's certain things that that's just you know come back from that. But even look, like I said like Michael Jackson, like that's a pretty irredeemable thing. But yet people we still, still hear him all the time. On I still radio. listen to Michael Jackson. Yeah, why not? You know, like Woody Allen uh, is kind of the same way. Like everybody forgave Woody Allen, even though he's weirdo. Yep. There's a, there's a lot of people. Jerry Lee Lewis. Jerry Lee you know, Lewis. Like, there's a lot of Marianne, people. like his 12-year-old cousin or whatever. Yeah, there's a lot of people that have done crazy things that you just, like I said, you sort of or in uh, the back of your Gucci mind Mane, man. He's Gucci Mane's killed somebody. Like R. Kelly. Well, yeah. But you I, know? Well, there's a lot of rappers. Right that, there's a lot of rappers that have killed somebody. <laughs> <laughs> let's just let's just. Or the, that there's a lot that claim they've killed somebody. but No, there's a lot of rappers that have killed somebody. Well, I know, but it seems like every last one of them. Oh, like, they all claim it, but it's all, all like, uh, yeah. on the streets shooting. But you know, that's this generation. They're all full of nonsense. But actually, that Bobby Schmurter guy got put in for attempted murder. <laughs> and his last name is Schmurter. Is that? Really? I mean, it's his. It's a his it's a stage name, name. Schmurter. Maybe he changed. Never it. heard of the Schmoney dance? No, I know. You should. You should look that up. The Schmoney dance. Oh, Bobby Schmurter. It's so bad. Anyone listening, so check it out, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like I said, I think that you know, again, if the NFL rules. Deem that Kareem Hunt is eligible to play. Then, if he can help your team, it's just a business sense of if you're winning, people will forget. Take and a flyer s- on him. That's all you and, do. and any of the stuff that is going to be offset by you winning. I mean, if some people are upset of merchandise falls a little bit or whatever, all of a sudden now you go to the Super Bowl or you're a perennial playoff team with a really good player, then that's going to change your your the future or the um. What am I trying to say? It's going to change the f- uh, the Projector? fortunes of your franchise. Yeah, I was going to say the future of your franchise. But that's not what the fortune oh, of your could. franchise. Like AB, like there's a lot of stuff surrounding him with this domestic violence thing, et cetera, et cetera. But yet, if you bring him on your team and your team's winning, people are going to you know forget about that. We've seen with Lashawn McCoy, um, he was just accused of like setting up you know his girlfriend. We talked about that earlier, I think this summer, where he was accused of setting up his girlfriend for this robbery and and all this and. It, it, I mean, it's a tough, thin line that, you know, some of these players have to walk. And, you know, a simple accusation can ruin your career. Or I mean, we've seen remember, um, Derek Rose had that um, woman accuse him and his, like, friends or whatever of that, that gang rape or whatever it was. And, yeah. You know, I mean, it, it's – I mean, not to say that these players don't maybe engage in these types of things when you're rich and you're famous – and you feel entitled. A lot of these athletes are probably feel entitled. They've had everything basically handed to them. Handed down to them, like yeah. They've been, you know, the star and get whatever they want. Like James Winston life. at uh, Florida State. Yeah, taking the crab legs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so it can be, you know, a little... I mean, then that's just to paint a very broad picture of athletes. I mean, there's certainly athletes that are not like that, but... Um, there's some good the, guys out there. The, it can be, yeah, it can be a tough to just know, like, what's... And, you know, when you don't know a person i mean we think we know some of these people because we read about them or we know facts about them or something something. but you know you don't know these people in real life they might have a public persona or an athlete a a musician a movie person whatever someone famous as a a public persona but their uh their thing is totally different they could be a totally different person in in you just don't know so if you don't know that person it's hard to judge anyway let's move on that's a good point let's move on to joe flacco getting traded how about that from we went for Mary Lewis. Now we're switching to another Baltimore Super Bowl winner, Joe Flacco. Oh yeah, he did win a Super Bowl down there, didn't he? He did. That's when he got his big contract. <laughs> like he bet on himself that year. They didn't want to extend him. He wanted to. They wanted to extend him during the year. He hit the jackpot, and he did not want to accept their offer. And so instead of doing that, he bet on himself. That was the year he had that marvelous Super Bowl run, and I think he threw. 
it was either nine or 12 touchdowns and no interceptions and led the the Ravens to the playoffs, or excuse me, to the Super Bowl, and then they beat all the, the Niners. that won that. Yeah, not exactly. I mean, he played really well. I wouldn't say Joe Flacco like carried the team, uh-huh. but I would certainly say that Joe Flacco uh, was an interim, like an integral part of them winning that, winning that Super Bowl. Um, and going from there, I think that um, you know. Okay. All right, well, we're getting some info on Flacco here from the streets here. This is what people are saying out here. Uh, what do you say? I have no idea. Um, but, you know, I think that this is a mistake for John Elway because... He just keeps striking out on quarterbacks nonstop? Kind of. I mean, this is bringing in another veteran that I don't think can move the needle for them. Uh, he is sort of... He's 34 years old. Joe Flacco's never been a mobile quarterback He's sort of stiff, and one of the reasons that uh, Case Keenum struggled last year and and some of the quarterbacks before them or before him struggled was because the offensive line play isn't hasn't been super good in Denver for the last couple of years since Peyton Manning's been gone, and so I think putting Flacco back there, a guy who can't extend plays, can't really do that. I think that's going to be, and I just don't see the fit there. The other issue is who's he going to be throwing to. Emmanuel Sanders tore his Achilles. Like, we don't know when he'll be back. It's possible, you know, he may miss most of, if not all, of next season because he got hurt later in the year. They traded Demarius Thomas. He also had an Achilles injury down in Houston. He's been released. Uh, He'll enter the free agent market. So who do they have to throw to in Denver? I mean, I like the second-round pick last year, Cortland Sutton. He looked like like a solid player. And they have Phillip Lindsay, but I just don't see the Broncos as a win now team necessarily they still have a good defense they don't know where the offense is a long way to go and I thought Flacco might have been a better fit like in Jacksonville where the team is essentially ready to go right now it's true it's a good point I wouldn't have minded seeing them in Miami either not that they're really gonna have like the best I don't year, think that they would have been with teams like that they're trying to rebuild and uh, you don't go with a 34 or 35 year old quarterback there if they're gonna draft a quarterback you might as well just start that quarterback uh you know what i mean like if they're if the miami is gonna draft kyler murray say at 13 or they move up and take dwayne haskins or whatever you might as well just put them out there and start the clock and get them rolling with with that team i mean joe flacco um this past year had what 12 touchdowns six picks uh the year but he only played in nine games La- last year in 2017 he played all 16 games they went nine and seven he threw 18 touchdowns 13 interceptions yeah the interceptions not, not really great hard. the year before it was 20 touchdowns 15 interceptions then in, he played 10 games in 2015 where it was 14 touchdowns 12 picks then 27 and 12 19 and 22 22 and 10 20 and 12 25 and 10 i mean it's not Those are a like great some ratio Favre numbers right there yeah it's he's done 212 touchdowns to 136 interceptions in his career don't love Joe Flacco. Never been a fan, really, of Joe Flacco's. I, I like the Ravens. You know, I like their franchise. I've talked about how if the Raiders somehow cease to exist, they'd probably be my number two team. But I you just love like those colors, huh? Part of it. Uh, but I always really love just the the defense. And I liked the Edgar Allan Poe reference. And, yeah, I like the, the uni and the reference to the Baltimore's to the a cool city. city. Yeah. And uh, so... You like the wire? I do. Uh, but I, I like that Lamar Jackson is going to have a chance to show what he can do in Baltimore. They're probably going to add some weapons around him and revamp 
uh, try to revamp that offense a little bit to, to suit him really well. And the defense, I think, still is going to be good for another couple of years. Yeah, they have a couple good. They have some good young players. Uh, so I, I think they look that's promising. the way to go. I mean, there's no guarantee Lamar Jackson's going to develop into that star, but you have to roll with him. I mean, they're winning with him, so why not? Move, yeah, move on from Flacco. You had to move on from him anyway. Yeah, and so we it hasn't been disclosed what the draft pick was. It does say like a mid-round pick, so I'm assuming like a third or a fourth probably for Joe Flacco. I still think the Broncos made a mistake there. I mean, it, I guess it doesn't pre- it doesn't prevent the Broncos from drafting a quarterback. Uh-huh. It's possible they could still draft a Kyler Murray, uh, a Dwayne Haskins. If they fall whatever. into their lap or something. Or they could try to move up. I think they could be active. And, I mean, maybe if they see a guy like a maybe Kyler Murray or whatever, a guy who's more of a project who maybe they don't want to have start right away, they could have Flacco start the year uh, and then bring bring the quarterback either in throughout the year or later in the year or even have him sit for a year. But Joe Flacco makes a lot of money. Um, mm-hmm. And Denver's going to be on the – I mean, it's going to count against their cap. So he's going to probably start the year with that. The Brown, the excuse me, the Baltimore Ravens have about 15 million that goes against their dead cap, but they save 9 million in cap space making this move. You know that Joe Flacco is not going to be your quarterback next year, so you save 9 million bucks, you can go spend that 9 million on an offensive player, offensive weapon, give something for Lamar Jackson to work with. Yeah, I don't really have too much to say about that. You kind of summarize the NFL stuff pretty well. All right. Let's move into the NBA. We actually have a good amount of time to talk about the NBA this hey. week. We didn't uh, have too much football. We kept it at a decent pace here. Um, so like I said, we talked about the trade deadline stuff this past week, and we didn't have a ton of time at the end to talk about the Gasol and Miritich trades. So let's talk about the Miritich trade since you're a big Bucks guy. Oh, I'll man, let I you, love that I'll trade. let you have the floor for it. Just as a reminder, uh, the Pelicans traded – uh, Nicola Miritich to the Bucks for uh, Stanley Johnson, Jason Smith, and four second-round picks. Four second-rounders is kind of a haul. That was kind of surprising when you hear, like, four. Where did these four come from? You still got picks to trade? It's it like- was apparently the Sixers, before the Tobias Harris deal, the Sixers were reportedly in the mix trying to get Miritich, and they had offered two second-round picks. And the Bucks had to ante up because they didn't want to give up another first-round pick since they've given up a lot of picks. I don't know recently. if we even can trade the first-round right now. We c- They cannot because they don't have a 2020 pick, I believe. Yeah, because we're going to keep ours this year because it's protected in the top 18 or something like that. Yep. We're going to be 29 or Yeah, and then in 2020 it'll convey so they can't deal the pick this year. Anyway, uh, I love that deal. I always like Miracic. He's a, uh, he's a real competitor. He's a great shooter. He's got that deep, like that four-point range. It's a better defender than people give him credit for, too, just because he gets that... Every Euro player gets like that reputation of being soft for some reason. It doesn't make any sense. He's a better help defender than he is a one-on-one defender. Yeah. He's got those fa- he's got good hands, though, for being a, a big dude. It's mostly the shooting, though. I, I think I like him better than Tob- Tobias Harris this year because all Tobes does is shoot. No. That's the only thing he gives you when he's not making his shot. Like, if you're looking at, like, six men... And he's starting, too, which, like... I don't know. I'd I rather have Miritich off the bench than have Tobin in my starting lineup. I think, I think you're giving. I think you're underselling Tobias Harris a little bit. He was the best player on the Clippers team. That was a playoff team in the West. Like that's pretty Meh. pretty legit. Yeah, they got a lot of talent on that team. Should have been an All Star this year too. Yeah, you're probably if right. If he was in the East, he easily would have been. 
think it would have been well. I don't. I don't see why Lowry made the All Star game this year. That's one thing that's kind of bugging me. They wanted to put two Raptors on since the Raptors are so good, and Lowry makes it almost every, every year. Almost. Anyway. I think he's done it like four years in a row or something now. Yeah. And I'm happy with the Miritich move. It does. It wasn't that much to give up. I like the second rounders, but it seems like you should be able to buy a second rounder if you want one. Like if you want to move up and get somebody, you see every year in the draft it's like cash for a second round pick. I don't know why the Bucks never do it, but other teams seem to be able to buy picks like pretty easily. So yeah, the Warriors did it a couple times with. Uh, they did it with um, what's his name, Jordan Bell. They bought that pick from the Bulls. I think they bought that pick from us, but they drafted uh, that shooting guard that now he's who he went to Cleveland and he like didn't get tendered or something, and now he's. Oh, you're talking Toronto. about Patrick McCaw. Yeah, Patrick McCaw. Yep. I think that was another one they yep. bought off of us. Yes, it was. I mean, that, making moves. I'm glad they pulled that move off the Bucks, even though I don't really think we really needed it that much. But you got to at least keep the arms race going. I think, yeah, I think you saw the Sixers up their game. Toronto was in the mix for some guys. Uh, they ended up, obviously, making the Marc Gasol trade, which we'll talk about in a minute. Yeah. And I like... The, I talked about how much we like this trade a little bit last week, but I think giving up the four second rounders was a lot. But I think flipping Thon Maker basically was all they gave up in this deal with the with the draft picks to get Miritich. The issue for the Bucks is going to be Miritich is another expiring deal. Yeah, it's five and now. five big ones at least. While it gives the Bucks a lot of potential cap space in the summer. Mm-hmm. They will have bird rights on all these guys. They'll have bird rights on Middleton. They'll have bird rights on Blitzel. They'll have bird rights on Brogdon, who will be a restricted free agency. That's right. They'll have bird rights on Miritich. They will not have bird rights on Brooke Lopez. Because he signed uh, the BP. Yep, exactly. He was by no exception. So they will all be free agents, so there will be some cap holds. But the Bucks have like near max slot. Uh, and had they uh, – actually, I think that move got them um, – the max slot open, so I mean, I don't think necessarily they're going to get a max player unless you pay Middleton the max. Well, I'm talking about before you pay. Oh, you pay any your of those guys. guys. I'm yeah. talking about like that's why the Warriors were able to sign Kevin Durant and then re-sign Steph Curry because they could go over the cap to do it. So I'm thinking if the Bucks are really committed to winning and they're committed to pay, you know being in the tax and putting together a possible Finals team in the next couple of years, do you sign a additional player? You know, if you can to get come if in. you can get one to come to Milwaukee, but exactly, and then resign Blitzel, then resign Middleton, then resign Brogdon, then resign Miritich. I mean, I don't know if they're going to keep all those guys. I don't really know if we can. Maybe we can. I mean, we got these hedge fund billionaire owners right now. They might not care. It's possible. I mean, I think part of it is how far do the Bucks go this season, and where are those other guys going to go? I mean, Blitzel in a in a free agency market like is anyone going to offer him a max contract i mean there's a lot of teams in the league i mean most teams are stocked at point guard it's true you i know? can see the lakers giving him some money but yeah i guess i could see that i mean i guess it depends if they want to move on from lonzo i mean could lonzo and eric bledsoe really play together i don't know i think lonzo is but a- i think if the lakers grab eric bledsoe on a max like they're missing out you totally know? like that's Absolutely. not what the lakers are trying to do they're trying to aim as high as they can it just depends what LeBron wants to do, and if they strike, they probably won't strike. Anthony Davis is going there; like we know that already. Uh, I don't think he is. You don't think he's going to end up in LA? I mean, it's possible, but I think that since he didn't get traded in the last week, there's it's less likely he goes to LA now than 
he was before because you're just opening it up to more suitors now in the yep. in the draft because any team that has one of the top few picks is potential for him to go there because if you can you know if, the, if you're the pelicans and you say all right like worst case scenario i can still get zion or rj barrett or cam reddish or you know one of these guys maybe you want to start start that way but you opened it up to more suitors. Now the Celtics can be involved. Now, uh, you know, Denver can be involved. This team can be involved. That team can be involved. All these mm-hmm. other teams can be involved to increase the offers. The Lakers' offer isn't going to go anywhere. Well, I just mean he might just go sign there. You know. Well, I mean, at that point, you're waiting a whole nother year. Oh, yeah. And LeBron will be 36. Do you, as Anthony Davis, go there? And th- remember, okay, the Lakers opened up two max cap slots for this offseason. If they fill those mm-hmm. or they sign guys and, you know, keep – are you going to then plan for cap space in 2020 for Anthony – make sure you have another max slot in 2020 for Anthony Davis, but then you're only giving LeBron one – all you know, one guy this year. Is that going to be enough? Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They're going to have to trade for Anthony Davis this summer if they want him. So that Lakers – that Lakers offer isn't going anywhere. If the Pelicans called up in June and said, you know, all right, we'll take Ball, we'll take Ingram, we'll take Kuzma, we'll take Hart, and we'll take your picks, are the Lakers going to say no? <laughs> the Lakers would never say no, I don't think. So my point is is that offer is not going to go anywhere. So you might as well see what else is out there and see what else you can get. I mean, the Celtics have a lot to offer, but what do you, you need a guarantee that he's going to re-sign. Doesn't sound like he wants to be in it's Boston. It's not necessarily true. I mean, Boston could still take the flyer on it. Yeah. And say, hey, we'll try to convince him that he's going to stay. My thing like with Toronto Anthony with Davis Kawhi. is, yeah, my thing with Anthony Davis is it seems like with the Rich Paul thing and this idea that he wants this like billion dollar brand and he wants to, you know, to be as big a star as possible, but he's not super outspoken. Anthony Davis is not like the most personable dude in the world like he's not out in interviews and in commercials and doing all you know he's not super visible like guys like lebron james are or chris paul are or you know some he of these other players yeah i mean anthony davis does not has never had a top 10 selling jersey in the nba at any time and maybe it's partly just because who's buying pelicans jerseys i've wanted an anthony davis jersey for a while but i've kind of just like i don't want a pelicans jersey they're ugly and i'm not yeah. a huge fan uh-huh. same thing with boogie i was waiting i had a king's jersey but then he got traded in new orleans and i wanted to get another one but i was like i'm gonna wait and it turned out to be a fruitful thing because now i have a warriors one but he doesn't he doesn't scream that superstar like i'm want to be this billion dollar brand you know so what he could he could go what? be the uh sidekick somewhere i mean he could easily be the best player on a championship team i think it's just you have to put other good pieces around him but even this year i mean he's got drew holiday who's borderline all-star he's got julius randall i know the rest of the team randall's been going off since he whenever he's out yeah but i mean i thought i picked the pelicans to make the playoffs because i thought okay you have anthony davis you can't miss the playoffs right he's that good and They've been awful. I mean, he hasn't played all that well this year, um, the last at least couple of weeks since he's kind of had that injury, and then the last few games he's been terrible. Uh, it's been plagued by this. Do you blame Anthony Davis or the Pelicans for the way that this has sort of played out? Man, it just seems like a lot of frustration from both sides. I don't even really blame either of them, to be honest. It's just they've done their best to try to put talent around him, but that West is just too stacked and they can never really go anywhere. Have they really? I mean, they've made a lot of really terrible That's true. decisions. I mean, what have they 
what did they really add? I mean, the, well, they tried it with Demarcus Cousins. That was a b- nice move. I mean, it was a good move, but they, but they drafted Buddy Heal. The Buddy Heald move I didn't like at the time. But he's actually having a really good year in Sacramento. He is. Now, he is. Um, but they, I mean, outside of Drew Holiday, haven't really added. I mean, now you have Julius Randle, but he's already requested that you know that trade. Um, oh, I didn't even catch that. I'm talking about Anthony Davis. Oh, I, I thought you. Yeah, meant you know, Randall. like it's he's already wanted out to begin the year, basically. You know. Um, so we already kind of, we've been hearing about this already. Like it didn't start just now, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but like, okay, the new Orleans Pelicans, right? The pick after was Jamal Murray. Wouldn't you have rather had Jamal Murray than Buddy Heald? Absolutely. Well, yeah. You know? I mean, Buddy Heald turned out a lot better than I expected, but I'd still rather have I did Jamal too. Murray. I also think though, Buddy Heald, like he's not going to, he's already what? He's already 24, 26. 25. Oh, he's 26. So like how much better is Buddy Heald going to get? That's true. He, Whereas I mean, Jamal he did, Murray is currently 21. The thing with Heald too, though, is that he made most of his improvements like in his senior year. And I understand too. that, but that's what I'm saying. You're drafting a guy who's 22 years old. Already. Late blossomer. You know, I mean, there's some of those guys that do that, but some of them, you know, don't. That was I never liked, a really bad draft. I never like to take the college sweetheart player in the draft. I mean, unless it's Steph Curry. A lot of the times you see those guys just like kind of fizzle, like a lot of shooters that are just like pretty good and uh, against subpar. Stauskas, <laughs> Trey Young. Remember, remember <laughs> when the Kings were so jazzed about Nick Stauskas? Yeah, there's been so. There's many. a lot of these guys. I mean, the 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 Luke, Pistons. Luke have, Babbitt. Yeah, the Pistons have done it a couple years in a row where they took. Yeah, and then they took Luke Kennard and just like ugh. like Kennard, okay, but yeah, he's limited. He's very limited. Henry Ellison's not even an NBA player. I don't think he's even in there. Like, I, think he's I don't gone understand. Though. Yeah, he was released. Like, I don't understand. I never understood that draft pick like at all. I don't know why he came I, out that year. He I don't. In- well, I mean, he should have came out because he got. He drafted in the first round and got the money. Yeah, if I would have gone, if I was him and you told me I can be a first round pick, I would have gone then too. But like. I mean, I guess the picks behind him. I mean, the next couple picks, Malik Beasley from the Nuggets, been it's killing it. Really got good, him on yeah. my fantasy team. The pick after that, Karis LeVert. How would you rather have that? How about, He's going to be back soon, How about too. the next pick, DeAndre Bembe, or Bembry from the Hawks? I like Bembry, all right. Okay. I definitely like him better than... A couple picks later, uh, Pascal Siakam at 27. At 29, DeJounte Murray. 32, Zubach. Zubach. 36, Malcolm Brogdon. 38, McCaw. I mean, there were players that to be had, and you drafted Henry Ellenson. Like well, again, that was just awful. I mean, McCaw looks like he's kind of done. I know, NBA, but, but it's partly because of that injury that he had with the Warriors. I mean, if he went somewhere else and he had consistent minutes yeah. and stuff, would he have it's developed true. differently? Let's shift uh, to the Gasol trade for Toronto. This uh, sort of got some mixed reactions around the league, just because. Now, do you start Marcus All with the Raptors and roll with like Abaka at the four, and because most of their best lineups involve Abaka at the five, and then where does Pascal Siakam play? I don't know if you can play all three of them at the same time with Kawhi. It doesn't really work. So, um, I think Gasol started coming off the bench initially. What do you? What did you think about the Gasol trade? So Marcus Saul got sorry. Marcus okay. got traded to the Raptors for Delon Wright. Um, who else? Uh, C.J. Miles. And a who else was the other guy? Delon Wright, C.J. Miles. Wasn't there somebody else decent in that? Oh, why can't I remember? Hold on one second, I got it. <laughs> uh, either way, though, um, the Grizzlies were um, trying to move on. You know, it was rumored that Mike Conley was also 
going to be traded, though he was not traded. Oh, Valentinus. Oh, yeah, duh, Valentinus. Yeah, that was great for Toronto to get off his money. And you know what? I ha- and Valentinus has sort of been in and out of the starting lineup, depending on the matchups, too. That was definitely the weak spot of that Toronto team was their center position, too. I mean, Valentinus is garbage. Monroe was probably always almost... been garbage. Yeah. Monroe's probably just about as good as Valentinus if you give him the minutes. It's the same player. All they do is rebound and score a little bit, like really close to the basket. They don't have like... Yeah, they're reminding me of Vucevic, except Vucevic is finally like taking his game out a little bit to the three-point line. You know it's why? Because it's a contract year. It's I mean, that's part of it, but part of it, I think, is some of these guys are realizing if you're seven feet tall and you can't play great defense, yeah, you need to be able to shoot or you're Stretch not going to get floor. on the floor. Yeah, You're not going to get on the floor. Vooch is having... I'm excited for him in the All-Star game this year. That was a nice job surprised. sneaking in there. I think the Magic are... They're stuck, unfortunately, they're, which I really, really hated because I wanted some of their guys to work out. Like, like Mo Jonathan, Bamba. I like Mo Bamba. <clears throat> I think he... Especially if they want to move on from Vucevic because he's going to probably want a ton of money. I don't think you can win with him being a you know max player or something. Uh, I just um, hope <clears throat> Bucks don't pay him. They wouldn't. Um... I like Mobamba there, like Jonathan Isaac. I like. I've never been really big fan of Aaron Gordon. I think he his game is he's just, a tweener. It's just not going to work in the long run. Yeah, and we'll see about Markel Fultz. I think that was a good flyer for them to take, especially when you got DJ Augustine starting at. Tw- yeah, he's and I like year, I like Fonier. He's just a solid starting, you know, shooting guard forward. Um, but I think they just didn't have a lot of upside with their lineup. So I think, you know, I like Isaac and Bamba together. If Isaac can ever get his offensive game up a little bit. He could play be a nice four next to Bamba, be a nice defensive tandem. Oh, absolutely. I just don't think Aaron Gordon is going to be able to be the three there and like play deep. It's just not going to work. Um, so I don't know where they're going to go in the future, but um, I, I still think – do you do you think that the Toronto getting Gasol puts them ahead of like the Bucks, or who do you think is still the best team in the East? I'll still take my bucks because I think getting Miritich is probably worth more than getting Gasol. In this modern NBA right now, Gasol, like, even when he was younger, like, his game, he was he's not the fastest player. He doesn't get up and down the court. He no. can spread the floor a little bit, but, like, at the age he's at now, he really is a dinosaur. But and, I think – oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, they, I mean, they try to run on that Toronto team. I'm not really sure what the identity of that Toronto team really is anymore. They don't – with since Kawhi's been there, they've slowed down a lot. Kawhi's not really the running gun type of player. Yeah, I feel like they still try to shoot a lot of threes and keep it a little up tempo though. Well, I mean, that's I mean, all the teams are doing that now. You Pretty gotta much. shoot threes. Uh but I think that in the playoffs everything is much more half court oriented and I think that'll actually help be nice Toronto because to they're gonna be big and long and I think it was big important for them to get a guy to be able to guard Embiid. Because Gasol and Embiid will be able to I mean, he'll be able to match up well there. I think I just think he's gonna get destroyed. Embiid's gonna just Destroy I him, think the the th- interesting thing is going to be in like a, a a matchup against Boston. Do you play Gasol on Horford, or do you play Ibaka on Horford, and then like when Aaron Baines or someone Tease, switches Daniel in, Tice or they, whatever? Yeah, I just I mean I don't know if Tice will be getting minutes in the playoffs. I mean I think it would just be Baines and Horford, and like maybe Marcus Morris at like a small ball five lineup maybe. Because yeah, I, I think Marcus Morris could match up with, like, Ibaka or Siakam, you know? I think so. So I think that you could play a small ball five with Marcus Morris at the five. Uh, but I think I like the move for Gasol. He gets out of there. And I think one of the other things that I think is a little bit underrated for Toronto is that this move still allows them to pivot 
the franchise in the chance that Kawhi leaves. If Kawhi leaves, Marcus Saul is likely to opt into the last year of his deal, but it's possible he won't. If you know, if Kawhi leaves and he sees like and he knows like, all right, we're gonna trade Kyle Lowry and they're gonna start with the young guys, maybe he doesn't opt in. It's possible that they could trade him as an expiring contract in the summer. Huge expiring. That's it is. It is. But like, I still think a team would give you, you know, for, you know, you could deal that contract. Exactly. I think it would be a dealable contract. I don't think it's a, it's a, it's a killer, but you could pivot, you could pivot from that aim. If you keep this off for one more year, like you can still pivot, you could trade Lowry during the season, during the off season or during, you know, the trade deadline next year or something. You could even buy out Marcus Saul or trade him at the deadline next year. And sort of pivot to where you're rolling with guys like Siakam, maybe you trade Ibaka, whatever you know. OG, the way that you Siakam know, some was blowing up. Yeah, I think that you can pivot sort of in that way and get off that and start to rebuild. And I trust Masai to make the right decision there. But I think, I think getting a saw is a little bit of an overrated thing. I think it's a little bit of a name, more of like a is. name than the production yeah. you're going to get necessarily on the court. Uh, but I think that. In the East, a lot of the teams have still have bigs, and I think that that was their thinking. You know, even um, some of the other playoff teams that might be, you know, the Nets have Jared Allen. The if the Pistons make it, you're gonna have to go against down. Drummond and, and Blake Griffin. The Pacers have Miles Turner and Sabonis. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else is in the East? I'm trying to think of you know, the East playoff race. So a lot of the Eastern Conference playoff teams right now still have bigs that Marcus Saul could guard and especially like I said in the playoff setting. Hornets, I guess, who they the, get? the the half court. I mean Zeller, Kaminsky. Zeller, Zeller Kaminsky. Biombo. That's, like, that's no, why you bring us all in. They don't have Hernan Gomez, mm. Willie. 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 Yeah, I remember I liked him at one point, man. From the Knicks. Yeah, yeah I mean he's Knicks. not a bad player, but all right, let's uh move on now. Let's talk about a couple of quick signings uh in the buyout market. Markeith Morris who was traded from the Wizards to the Pelicans and then was waived. He had a neck injury. Uh, he's signed now with the Thunder. We were talking about this a little bit before we came on the air. I really liked this pickup for the Thunder. There's been a lot of talk about who can challenge the Warriors really in the West since the Lakers seem like they might not even make the playoffs. And the Rockets are really injured. And what are they going to be come playoff time? Is James Harden going to run out of gas? Why did they think Kenneth Farid had anything left? Didn't make any sense. The Rockets? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, Kenny? Been, he's been playing for them. Oh, I know, but why do they think he has anything left? Like, he doesn't have anything to offer. Well, it's not making any it's difference. It's just a body to fill in for Capella while he's hurt. But there's been talk that the Thunder might actually be the best rival to the Warriors this year with the way Westbrook, even though he struggled with the shot, the way he's been playing with Paul George, who's playing at an MVP level right now. Out of now. his mind, yeah. Uh, there's, there's real competition at the MVP spot between him, Giannis, and, and Harden. And there's, you know, with, with Troder and Stephen Adams and Nerlens Noel and Jeremy Grant and Terrence Ferguson's coming along. And now they add Markeith Morris, who I think is a much, it's a bigger, up, it's a great upgrade over Patrick Patterson. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, Patrick Patterson. You got it right this time. Yeah, Patrick Peterson for the Arizona Cardinals, Patrick Patterson for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, he has that stretch four element, small ball five, can shoot can score, can rebound, adds toughness. He's a veteran. I love the pickup for the Thunder. They're going to go to the playoffs, obviously. Very gritty, and tough player. Yeah, Marquise Morris is built for that playoff push. 
Yeah, uh, so is Marcus. Those guys are going to find themselves in the playoffs almost yeah, I, every year. I got Marcus Morris on my fantasy team for the Celtics. He's having one of his best seasons. Of um, He's been starting this year for them, and, and both Mor- most both Morris uh, twins have, have been better than I thought they were going to be coming out of college. When they both got drafted, I was like, I thought they were a little overdrafted, but they've uh, they got carved nice back roles. They got back too, didn't they? Uh, pretty close, yeah. They've draft. They've been. Um, they've carved out nice roles for themselves uh, with various different teams and and fit that sort of four to five small ball five. And they both can uh, can shoot the three, which is nice. Yeah, it didn't seem like Marcus had that coming out, but he's definitely developed it. Yeah, let's talk about uh, Ennis Canner. He was waived from the New York Knicks. He signed in Portland. Do you like that move? I don't really understand it. I don't either. They got a lot of bigs that can't play defense like yeah. miles leonard zach collins is a long way to go on the defensive end although he did Nurk dis- is so so sometimes you saw zach collins just frustrating the warriors the other night though he's a good player he can shoot i like zach collins and i would have rather them not sign canner and give more minutes to zach collins to be honest because they have a n- number of guys that can play the four guys like uh mo harkless mm. guys like aminu uh, you know, yeah, under the under the radar kind of guys that are just Jake Layman. <laughs> Jake Layman's still there. You know, uh, so Britain. I don't I don't love that move. Uh, we were talking about the Raptors before Fred VanVleet. He's gonna be out for a month plus with that thumb surgery. They picked up Jeremy Lin in the buyout market from Atlanta, so that really helps them since they got rid of Delon Wright, who I really like. But uh, it was the last year of his contract to enter restrictive free agency with the Grizzlies. But they needed another point guard because they traded. Uh, Delon Wright and then Van Fleet's been out, so they picked up Jeremy Lin. I like that addition, picking up Lin and Van Fleet will be ready for the playoffs. That's Hopefully, perfect. Lin doesn't get hurt like he always does. Yeah, we'll see. We'll be in a reduced role. Isaiah Thomas returned for the Denver Nuggets the other night. He's been missed all of the season so far with a hip injury. He's recovering from uh, that hip surgery. Uh, That's a big pickup for the Nuggets. Hopefully, uh, yeah, I like what um, what he can do. He's a former MVP candidate, so. Shout out to him. They're only two um, games behind the Warriors. And let's just talk quickly. I mean, we know we were talking about the Anthony Davis saga. Dell Demps, the GM for the Pelicans, has been fired. Um, he's let go, whatever they called it, mutual parting of ways or whatever. Some but BS term. They basically was saying ownership, you know, they uh, he didn't trade Anthony Davis, and so they are letting him go. What do you think about that? We only got about a minute left. You know what? I don't really even have anything to say about that. I think it's disappointing knowing that, like, the guy came in and said a week 10 days before the trade deadline i want to be traded and you got 10 days to trade one of the best players in basketball and get a good deal had he made a deal with the lakers and those players sucked or he had made a bad or trade or the something then would they fire or something would they fire him for making a bad deal like you don't just take the first deal it's all about negotiation yeah i gotta agree with you well anyway everybody this has been top of the key we'll be back next week from 10 to 11 p.m central time I won't find us on itunes next week top of the key check it out give us some feedback Hit shout out everyone watch the all-star game this weekend you got team Giannis or team lebron I'm taking team Giannis, the international team i'm taking team lebron it's so much better even though i don't like lebron i hear it, it could go either way it's all-star game see you next week